What up, everyone? Welcome again to the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, this is your host, Tony, with Nikki. Hello. Hello. No, that didn't work out. No, no, the, what language is that? I don't know. Whatever. Continue. It sounds... Uh, <laughs> Hello. I don't know. I think you have like a mixture of like five different... Hello. Yeah. No. Don't, don't, don't ever say anything. Like that. No. Yeah. No. I'm trying you're to figure... For, I'm trying to... You're fi- forbidden. You're forbidden. I'm trying to think of what Mr. Bean would sound like if he actually spoke. Hello. Oh. No, he did. He did speak. Did he? Which yeah, one? there was uh, the Mr. Bean movie. He said like three words, I think, and one of them was "hello." But he always the really funny thing is, is like, okay, and I do apologize. I wasn't trying to fake a British accent because that's disrespectful. But um, I always remember him having like a deep, like because I know his actual voice wasn't like that. He yeah. always have like a really weird deep voice. Yeah, like it was just so weird. But anyway, continue. But um. Hello, hello. How you doing? How's everybody doing? How's we going? How's good? Good, good. Just uh, my birthday was this weekend, so it was it was fun. We went out to. So this, you it turned thirty thirty one for the f- the eighth time. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I turned eighteen for the twentieth time or something like that. Nineteen for the twentieth. Oh time. man! But it was good. It was I I, I enjoyed it. Uh, you were came by. We went to Bull and Bear. Uh, yeah. restaurant in uh, the Waldorf Astoria in Orlando. Mm-hmm. It was an experience. The food was. was really good. And I wish I could say the same thing for me. The, the weird thing is, the only thing I can say that actually was really good was the French fries. And it wasn't that the food was bad. It was just, I felt like it was. You you had higher expectations. It was than it, bland, it was a little bland. My meat wasn't. My my steak was. I tried your steak. Yeah. There was no like salt or pepper. Like I didn't feel like I tasted the essential things that you have for steak. Steak is the simplest thing for me to cook. Yeah. So it's weird. I don't know. Maybe it's just maybe it's a rich people. Mu- you put too much salt on yours. No, I think it's just a rich people thing. You know, it's like maybe <laughs> it's just you know just that's how they like food. It's like <laughs> like I remember a, a movie I saw one time where uh, this guy went to heaven and like in heaven people's like intelligence went up further. Yeah. So he tried somebody else's food and he like it was nasty. And he goes, what is this? Oh, this is smart people food. I'm like, <laughs> so I'm like, in my head, I'm like, one this weekend, I was like, maybe this is just rich people food. Because, like, maybe I was just so used to, like, cheap, like, for me, for a long time, gourmet was, like, Longhorns, you know? I don't know like. <laughs> but it was an experience. I, I loved the, everything about it. Just the atmosphere. Even, like, they made, like, Caesar salad table side. Because... <laughs> This is how this is how often I go to Mexican restaurants. Yeah. With my wife is that when I was looking at, they were making the Caesar salad, but the the waiter's back was towards us. I'm like, yo, babe, they're making guac. Oh, <laughs> table side guac. guac. I'm like, they're making table table side guac. I was like, I'm gonna order that, and she goes, they're making Caesar salad, bro. I was like, oh my bad. <laughs> like you just they making table side guac. Yeah, they come. They even cut your chicken for you. They they cut. For John, my cousin John, they cut the chicken for him. They did? Yeah. They they brought the whole chicken and they well, cut it. Well, the way they described that thing, I figured the skin of that thing would just be impenetrable. Oh, man. It was so good. I didn't try, but it just, like, this is something like they kept on saying, like, wrapped chicken skin and this. So and they took like, the whole chicken to wrap that one leg, the, the rest of the skin of the chicken to wrap that leg. And, yeah. It just seems like, that, I seems, thought like, it was, I, that seems like KFC extra crispy. And that's what I thought it was gonna be. I thought that it was gonna be like like very, you know how like KFC like wings or something or even Popeyes. Like you like, take off you take off the skin off of like a KFC chicken wing and then you just 
It's like a big thick you, slice you, of bread. You use it like a sandpaper. Yeah. Yeah, to whittle like wood and shit like that. <laughs> That's what I thought it was gonna be, and it wasn't. It, it was, was complete. It was tender. It was. It had that right amount of crunchiness and softness too, but it wasn't like you know how sometimes on the chicken, the crispy chickens, like they have that 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 gummy skin part under layer. Yeah. It 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 had that, but it was so thin, mm-hmm. or it was very. It was still crispy enough that, or like cooked through. You didn't t- like it, didn't come off as filmy like how it does for KFC, but yeah, honestly, was, it sucks because I wish it was a fucking experience. If anybody, I don't know, I don't know if I want to say I wish I would have gone for the one that I showed you. I forgot the name of the one that I showed you, the Chateaubriand. The Chateaubriand, I would like that looked gorgeous, man. That just looked beautiful on picture. But I'm like, I'm one man and I'm not trying to be like somebody who gourds on food and I don't do leftovers well. Yeah. And it was made for two. So it was $120. So I'm like, I'm going to buy basically a two-person plate to eat by my damn self. Yeah. That's just sad. That's sad. I don't want to do that. We should go and get it next time. We'll just split it. <laughs> I'd be done. I'll try it. I'll, it looked beautiful. Like I, like, I wasn't happy. With, the reason I wasn't happy with the one I got I specifically, because I didn't want to get what you got because you got a sirloin, right? So I'm like, yeah. I've had sirloin. I cook sirloin all the time. So I'm like, I didn't want to just have the same thing I get everywhere else because... Even if it was at the best, I just felt like I've already had that, right? Yeah. So I got something else. Now, they had something. The one I picked looked like Charasco, right? That's what it looked like in the in the, in the picture. Yeah. But when I got it, it looked like a smaller version of a... It looked like a filet. It looked like a filet mignon, but smaller. As far as, well, well, not as not as uh, thick. Yeah. And then they didn't have any of the, the green um, garnish. Sauce. Yeah, like I didn't like. Uh, um, your wife told me because your wife ordered the same thing. She's like, "Yo, you gotta order that separate." I'm like, it's in the picture. They had it chopped up and like laid out, like all nice. And then I get this this one little hockey puck of meat <laughs> in the middle of a gravy plate. I was like, "Nah, this is you know." Yeah, I guess that's what my th- I don't know. I guess you're right. I was expecting something else. Yeah, but anyways, so good eats, good birthday, good company. We good to go. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. So and then. And mm-hmm. while we're at that, let's start about all the news that are coming out this week. What you got? What news? All right, so we're going. So we last Kesta week. Pasandos. Kesta Pasandos is last week. We discussed the whole um, debacle and thing that was going with Activision and Blizzard. Yeah. And the lawsuits, and there's a lot of uh, employees, current and uh, uh, past employees, that confirmed a lot of the things that were being accused for. So in light of that. And being that they're in deep hot water now, T-Mobile has backed out as one of their partners for their Call of Duty League and uh, Overwatch League, which was a prominent partner for them because they throw big events and people follow. So that's going to hurt their pockets and that's going to be it's worth it. I think they deserve it because the shit that they pulled. But yeah, I mean, that's I don't know. It's going to affect players and people going to other games. Ultimately, because if there's not a league or it's not as popular or just because of what it's it's tied to, I think it might. I don't know if it'll die out, but it'll just it'll slowly decline to a point that yeah. it was just it'll be just hardcore fans that will stick through them through all of it. Even I don't know. Like the thing is, all you need is uh, somebody who even offers something remotely even close to what they offer. Yeah. And that's it. Like the problem is, is that your brand is tainted. Once your brand is tainted, it's almost like. It you know basically it's bad, it's almost like a let's say beside business business is easy you know like T Mobile associated with them, 
you know, then people are going to start associating, basically start picketing whatever T-Mobile because of that. Like, hey, yeah. well, this is people you hang with. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Now, Guilty by association. Exactly. Now, the thing is, depending how severe their accusations, which apparently they are, yeah, I can see that. I can see somebody being like, yeah, Yo, you play that? Yo, you know what they did? Like, it's yeah. easy to just go that route. And I've seen it before. It's just easy to be like, yo, the minute you start being a fanboy to it, if you're not talking to a specific circle of people, and even then, even worse, let's say you are a fanboy of the game alone and you don't care what they did, you're like, oh, whatever. Then next thing you know, you start fanboying about the game. And then the person who's, let's say, fanboying with, like, you know, hey, oh, I like that game, is thinking you're into the game because of the culture that they created. So it's like, yeah. oh, this, you're, that's you're not one I want to be associated with. You're accepting with. the culture. Yeah, like, because oh, you're yeah, supporting yeah. it. You know, like, yeah, yeah, that's why you got to, you know, the Cosby room. also like, whoa, I'm not, no, 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 I'm not into all that. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It's like you get lost in that thing because you all, you get associated on both counts. They're associated yeah. by people who are against them and maybe people who are, I don't know why they would be, but they're for them. So it's just weird though for me because like when, with everything being so image oriented. Yeah. Why would they go that, that severe that way? Like. Like, it seems like every other scandal that you hear about was very closed door, very whatever. But this was, like, something like the way that they described or I've read about is, like, super, so out in the open. You're like, what? Like, damn, that's so brazen. <laughs> yeah. so brazen. Like, why? Like, everything's associated with brand. And this is how openly you are just effort where you're going to do college boy stuff. Yeah. So, but that's that was one of the things I was further looking into it. Mm-hmm. And the with that it was, they were under investigation years prior, uh, and with California and California was like, hey, like get your shit together, be, or we have to file a lawsuit. Like they let them, I guess they give them the courtesy of giving them advance notice that yeah. we're 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 getting all these complaints yeah. outside of HR or whatever you get from people, and you need to check your shit. So I guess they were trying, they were in the process or doing so and in the middle of that, that though, though I mentioned last week is a girl committed suicide due to, to the sexual harassments and everything that she was encountering in the company. So that itself, California was like, we can't ignore this now. We, now, now we can, now we need to do a deep dive investigation since then. And it was like a two year process. And even now, because nothing was done, they're going to have to double down on whatever they're going to do in the first place. So it's like. The problem, the only thing that I hope that doesn't happen, which tends to happen a lot and people don't realize, mm-hmm. what tends to happen a lot is people huff and puff a lot. Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. We're going to have a deep, let's say, like you said, a deep, long investigation, mm-hmm. hoping that in, let's say, six months, people start talking about it so they can just, you know, secretly be like, oh, the investigation is over. We're done. But that's that's what I hate. I hate when that kind of action. I hate that kind of action. If you look, if you really pay attention to most of the news, look up anything that was relevant six months ago, and seeing where that that situation is now. Because a lot of times when there's money involved, they just basically try to wait it out. Yeah, or it'd be like, oh, we just did like a non-disclosure, or or paid a bunch of people off to shut up. Yeah, you know, close the case without without going public with it, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute, these people are still out, and that's the thing. Yeah. That's, that's why I think it's funny when people say that, oh, cancel culture and all these different things is it's come to the point where I don't necessarily I'm not saying one or the other. I'm not saying great about it or bad about it. I'm all I'm saying is apparently being nuanced with issues, you know, taking your time and all this, you know, tranquil type of mentality doesn't work. Yeah. 
because apparently, you know, that just they're just waiting prolonged enough time to be able to put it under the rug and everybody forgets about it. So when people go deep into it and start asking for their head the first day, you seem like it might be much, but it seems like if you look based on other stuff, it seems like the only time you ever see action happen. Yeah, that's true. It sucks, but you know, that's just the other part sucks too, where it just they just kind of like wait and ignore it. So yeah, so I guess the right now Activision is I guess reforming or reinforcing everything and trying to um I guess let weather the storm to mm-hmm. see what happens at the other end. But now that they're losing T Mobile, what other partners are gonna be losing that's gonna follow suit? Or then again, let's say who will be able to come in to be like, oh, we got your back and we're going to be a new partner after this. So it's like kind of like whoever partners up has to understand like they're going to be scrutinized with like, oh, you accept this culture, even though they're working on it. Well, the to only thing I, I'm questioning, I had mentioned this last time in the podcast. If they're a commercial, a commercial like traded company, right? Mm. So they have stockbrokers, all this different stock, um, stockholders and all these different things. Yeah. Technically, they can, I mean, especially if the C, if the people that are running right now are not majority shareholders, they can completely take them out of the company. Oh, yeah, definitely. But that's the only, for me, if I was, I mean, again, I don't know business like that. I don't have a degree in that stuff, but I would imagine to save face or whatever, it's more um, beneficial just to clean complete house. Oh, the, I definitely know they're going to be cleaning house for anybody that's still working there that's under the list of ex, um, accusers. That, that they have, they're going to be like, you need to go. Because if we're going to clean house and we're going to restructure or re- reform everything. Yeah, you have to basically you can't just be, you can't get be. rid of everybody that's there, get new people. That way the company, the brand name of the company is saved. But, you know, the people, the, the, the element that people hated is gone. Yeah. You know, the only sad part is a lot of times those, like let's say, if they maybe they might, they might not be majority shareholder, but they could be enough. So even if they get they they're get they gotten rid of, they technically still make money if the they'll company get paid continues. out. They get paid out for it. Also, yeah, those unless are, those, unless, are, those are big checks that people yeah, usually see those get. The only thing they could do is, the only way is if they find a, like a breach of contract, like you're getting sued for, so you have no right to any of this money because you're you're violating some type of company bylaws or something. There's a, they'll find if they really want them to get out without no money, they'll find a way. This is weird. That'd be funny if they have ethical, uh, ethical by by like a clause in their contracts. Ethical like, bylaw, something like that. It'd be funny. Like, wait a minute, hold on. You did all that, and you literally have a part of your contract that says you can't do anything remotely close to that. Yeah, that seems kind of weird. Anyways, all right. So next, the the next lawsuit that just came uh-huh. was filed a few days ago was Scarlett Johansson uh, put a lawsuit out to Disney. For releasing Black Widow simultaneously while it was in came out in theaters, so the they haven't paid publicly of what the lawsuit entails or what's what I kind of I kind of read a little bit about it though. Yeah, the the rough the rough overall uh spectrum of it was that because the uh, they had a contract with she had a contract with Marvel, in in doing Black Widow, which was the agreement uh, the agreement pre pandemic, mind you. The agreement was that she was going to take a lower base salary and she will have a bonus just contingent on a percentage of box office sales. So that was the agreement on. So the pandemic came, movie theaters shut down. Now theaters are opening up again. 
so what Sony, what Disney did was they released the movie the same time on Disney Early Access Premium, which is $30 at the same time it came out in movies. So it is projected or she or the lawsuit is projecting that she lost up to $50 million in the process of that alone because See, but then, to- wait, hold on. See that that gets me because projected based on what numbers, if you're projecting it based on previous Marvel movies that were released prior to the pandemic, that's a, that's a false equivalency of no, but if cause think she, about if it, she, she, she was made saying- more than, than fast nine and fast nine was exclusively theater release. So, yeah. you know, you can't, I got, that's what I'm saying. It's like, because, okay, so I was reading about it too. And I had mentioned that basically the, her lawsuit was a little bit more specific in the sense of she, um, cause I guess she said that she was promised in a, a, um, theater release, release only. Well, theater release. But then she said that she was on the impression it was exclusive theater release. Disney said, no, we released in a theater. But well, we also released it in um, in our in our you know platform, Incredible. yeah. And she actually still got a percentage of she so the yeah, percentage so that, of the sale as well. That was, that was so they said that that was the way because she was never going to make the money, money they projected through the box office. So they figured they'll do the, the the Disney Plus sales and give her the percentage to make up because that way she could still get a certain level of it. Yeah. So so I was going to get into that. So the, mm. the what I read similar to that. I don't know if it was. Because uh, I read a lot of the things like within the first two days yeah, it came yeah, out, so I don't know if this was current that you read. Yeah. So my the what I was reading um, a bunch of articles was that once the pandemic came in and every the theaters were closed, that her agents was apparently trying to restructure her contract to include a part streaming, part theater, being that they're going to go streaming also. So I guess Disney never got back to her about that or never recontracted an agreement and just went on with what they had. Mm. So she didn't. So I don't know if if she would have if if they just gave her a small portion of like here instead of actual good uh, uh, like a both parties are agreed on to a certain terms. So right. that's what that's the thing that's where it's falling on. So a lot of the things and this is something and which is funny is that this is getting a lot of president and uh, president. President, it's, it's setting a precedent. President, but not currently because uh, six months ago, John Skrzynski and Emily Blunt did file a lawsuit with Paramount Plus for a Quiet Place too. So the agreement on that one was that it was supposed to go on to theaters for ninety days mm-hmm. prior to going to streaming. Yeah. So what Paramount says was like, no, uh, we're going to go forty-five days. Instead of the whole 90 mm-hmm. to go straight to streaming. So that I don't know what happened after that, because after that, I haven't heard anything like how you said, like after a few months, anything that was relevant is, is non-existent. And they don't bring it up as much. Well, it did. It did. It was 45 days, obviously. Huh? Quiet Place 2 was only on the theaters for 45 days. Yeah. 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 But the uh, original agreement being that they were going to go streaming was that they agreed upon going 90 days in theater because mm-hmm. their bonus was contingent on how their box office sales was. More than likely, what this is going to actually end up doing is that no longer is going to be a filling compensation, right? So, which is weird too, because I, from what I understand, uh, Black Widow made like thirty six million. No, no, wait, that's the new movie that came out. I th- it made a lot of, it made almost equivalency what it made in the box office in, you know, on Disney Plus. So oh, it Disney made a Plus. lot of, it made millions of dollars on Disney Plus. Yeah, it made millions of dollars. So there's a so, lot of, there's a lot of things that that go into it with 
if you look at other actors or actresses. So for HBO Max, so this is because I could want to deep dive on my other movies. Uh, every how every streaming platform has been doing it has been all like uh, alternating their contracts or agreements with their with the actress or actors of the movie that are coming out. So for um, Disney Plus, um, sorry, not Disney Plus, HBO Max, they had the same thing with uh, Gal Gadot that for Wonder Woman eighty four that she had a contingency based on a. Bonus percentage based off. Her never went to the theater though. No, her went straight to straight to uh, HBO Max. No, it went HBO Max and theaters. It did go to theaters. It go to theaters, theaters for sure. It had like a short run in theaters. Mm-hmm. So, but here's the thing: is that what Disney did is that to scrap it, they gave her a ten million dollar. You mean H, uh, HBO Max? Whoever the company, yeah, yeah. HBO Max gave gave Gaga that ten million dollars for the contingency that they're gonna go streaming as well. Yeah, just to to because they know. She's not going to get the money that she was going to be intended to get if the pandemic wasn't happening. But because the pandemic is here and they already know that theaters are hurting really bad, that that she is not going to make the money close to what she was expecting because of the the global crisis that they were like, you know what, we're going to go streaming, but we'll give you I guess we'll give you something a little bit off stream. Well, it was it wasn't even early access. It was just straight strip. Uh, Straight, um, straight ahead, yeah, straight, yeah, straight, uh, Same subscription. subscription all the, all HBO does that. HBO does it where they release it. Um, they don't have early access, that's what it was. No, they don't have early access, they just give it to you. But the thing is, they only give it to you for a certain amount of time, yeah, for, for like 30 days, yeah. To, so, yeah. like, right now, like, uh, my cousin, uh, my sister was asking about, um, 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 in the heights, yeah, that ended a yeah. few days. So, days ago. That's, a, that's an interesting one, too, is like, does it being released like that? Also, cause maybe people will be like, "Well, they loved it so much, now they want to actually see it in the theater or whatever." But I don't know. So, so, so how that's their that's their stream. They, they, give yeah, it, they give you the movie for thirty days, and then it goes to theaters for the full runtime. But they're not even in theaters. What they do is they'll go in theaters, or I think once it ends, they have a gap that they could go to limited theaters or global theaters, however they want to, mm-hmm. based on the production company. But then they go to VOD, where you have to rent it to watch it. Yeah. So. HBO Max gave her $10 million as, as an incentive because they're going to streaming only. Yeah, yeah. So, but here comes into, there's a lot of talks that uh, a lot of these act, one that I, I'm surprised it came, came up was uh, Gerald Butler filed a lawsuit for wages lost for Olympus Has Fallen, which was like, not even. Olympus Has Fallen? Yeah. That wasn't that was the the pandemic. Yeah, but he filed it at the same time, stating that because his his <laughs> because his movie was still in the theater. I guess maybe? no, no. Yeah. But like, I went to see the one with my dad in New York, and I haven't been in New York in a while. Was this pre-pandemic? You went? Yeah. How far? How far before? Pre-pandemic? I don't know, but I I was not worried about the pandemic. Let's say that. But I mean, it was yeah, dude. It was a bit of a while. So I guess I guess towards the end of it, that's when the movie theaters. Died out, but I re- all I know is that he filed saying that he he lost uh, up to ten million dollars in bonus per th- See, but, box office. Okay, sale. well this well, this is what bothers me. Okay, look, I'm not saying anybody's right or wrong. You know yeah. what? However you want to, because from what I've read, I think she's just sees an opportunity that she can she can take advantage, she can she can exploit, in a sense, right? Because technically, technically, based on what I've read. Because I guess they never solidified the deal saying that it was going to be on streaming. There's no paperwork saying that it would be on streaming or something like that. So she's using that, that kind of clerical 
thing to justify the lawsuit. Yeah. But it's difficult. The projection thing is difficult to justify in the sense of you're trying to justify pre-pandemic numbers as a, as a revenue for how much you think you're going to make. It, you know, we're nowhere near that. I mean, like, even if you wanted to take the highest grossing only theater movie, let's say, like I said, Fast and Furious 9, I think, uh, I think Black Widow made more than that in the theater. Yeah. Not to cool. mention what she made um, in, in streaming. In, in streaming, but... I believe she made more than that in the theater. So technically she has the best numbers that she could have expected. And then I think you had mentioned to me before too, Emily Blunt might be suing for the one that just got released. Yeah. Jungle Cruise, which possibly, which had one of the best, um, but had the best numbers since the pandemic started. Yeah. So he, so there's, there's a lot of other things that go into play and I'm yeah, yeah. get into it. So Emily Blunt, yeah, they the their sales, speculating that she i don't know if she's in consideration that she might file a lawsuit being that jungle cruise went straight to streaming early access there's also emma uh, emma stone for cruella because cruella was supposed to come in theaters but it Which went that came out of nowhere because that movie's been out for a minute yeah but they were like oh because it, it was intended in the theaters when it, it was intended so so i don't know if they re- never restructured her contract to to pay out what they did and one of them that came out of the blue, and I never thought about it, and, and it just came to me, was Pixar. That Pixar could possibly... For Soul? For Soul and Luca. Because, mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. they originally weren't like how they always do. They're intended for theater, theatrical release, but they came out to Disney+, Plus, but no premium access. They just gave it to, gave them out. Did they pay for Soul? Nope. Did they pay for Soul? Soul came out on Christmas Eve, Yeah, and, and that was straight to streaming. That was part of the subscription base. So there was a lot of people that worked on Seoul that probably they had their salary cut because they were expecting that their bonus is based on percentage of box office sales. You don't have box office. So now you like maybe we could rely on streaming on premium access, uh, early access with Disney Plus, And they didn't even get that. They just gave it to out as is. So there was they like, had to be compensated somehow. Because the thing is, I think about it. I I can see actresses and actress actors and actresses getting percentages to compensate for what they didn't get paid in. Because that I can see that argument. I can see that. Oh well, you know, I'll do it, but I want this amount. But we can't pay you this amount. Okay, cool. So I'll take this amount, but I'll take the box office. Like, because I think uh, uh, um, from what somebody told me, um, Robert Downey Jr. gets a certain percentage guaranteed to him, whichever movie. It doesn't matter if he was just a cameo in the movie. He gets the same percentage. Guaranteed yeah. to him for the box office. So I think they've been doing that in their contract. So that way, you know, but I think that but all this is going to do, I don't think it's going to hurt Disney. And I don't think they're going to stop the online because I think they're getting money. And I think they know they're making more money than they would have expected if just from the box office. Right. Yeah. I believe all this is ultimately going to end up with is that that little detail will no longer probably be part of... Is always going to be it's going to be a part of the conversation at all? No, no, it won't be part of the contracts anymore. I don't think they're going to start... Off, they I think they're going to stop offering... Percentage? Box office percentages as, as in, in contracts, probably. I think I think they are, but they're going to split it. So instead of, like, let's say, if you're like, oh, I want to get 4%, well, let's say 4% of the box office. They were like, we know the box office numbers aren't going to make it, and we're going to do streaming. So I was like, all right, let's split it 3-1. 3% box office, 1% streaming. Or- no, but the thing is, I think that the she's also getting the same percent off the box, off the streaming, from what I heard, I, from what no, I read. But I, from what I read, I, she wasn't either, she was trying to get an agreement to to make it at least favorable, 
to what she would expect it to make. But I, I never, nothing that I said that they agreed upon or given a percentage from streaming sales that I've read. But I could be completely wrong or maybe it's been updated that I haven't read it because it's been a while. Mm. But let's see what happens. It just, it's going to be... That's going to be the new normal of now that a lot of box office, a lot we'll of see, pro- now here's a providers good, are going to be doing streaming. This was this brings up a good conversation because okay, um, so Disney has their release strategy, right? Yeah, they'll give it to you in the theater and they give it to you available on their platform for an additional incentive of thirty dollars, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's one. Two is HBO Max. HBO Max gives it to you. At the same exact time, no additional cost, but you only have access to for 30 days. Aside from Disney, Disney, you pay for it. That's ultimately going to stay in your library. Um, that's, uh, that's HBO Max. You get the same time for 30 days, and then it just stays back to its own, you know, whatever. Just theaters. And then you have uh, Paramount. Paramount does not charge you a premium either, but they give you 45 days of it going to theater and doing what it's going to do. And then it's going to streaming. Um, streaming. Yeah. Um, so I, and then the last one, honestly, is just going to VOD early access. Like, I don't know how long, uh, Fast and Furious was in the theater, but I just rented it last weekend. I mean, the, this last, and, this, uh, and, and Fast and the Furious now was the highest grossing VOD of the weekend. So but the question weekend. is how long has it, I, I can't remember how long, when it originally came out. Is it a month? A month and a week, like six weeks. It was June 25th. It came out. Something like that, June, June. So like for like almost like Paramount, like forty five days. Like forty five days, six so weeks, six seven weeks. Yeah. To be honest with you, based on all of them, as much as I like HBO Max, and I even like Disney Plus, I don't mind Disney Plus. I don't mind the Paramount. I like the Paramount. Well, I don't like the Paramount because I feel like I don't know why. I Wait, really, I feel like what? I don't even. I like no. You know what? Let me rephrase. I like the HBO one, HBO Max. No, I honestly, based on business standpoint, honestly, I think the um, the VODs platform works just vod well early access vod okay. so like let the movie come out for a month right and then let it you know let it do what i was going to do in the theater and then offer it for a price because honestly if it's going to be big movies it's so they want to be early access then what do you mean you said early access but it's already in theater no early access theater which means that you get to rent whatever's in the theater 30 days after it is released so that's not early access you're talking about that's not early access. Early access is, is seeing it before it comes. No, no, no. Early access is being able to rent, like being able to watch it before it ever goes to like yeah. actual VOD. That's what early access is. That's what no, called early access. Yeah, but early access usually is intended for prior to theaters also. Something well, that's like, one way. Yeah. But yeah, what I'm saying is like, I think the VOD model works just because you pay for the premium. The fact that this is a theater movie versus a something Netflix movie. Yeah. And you allow 30 days to do whatever it's going to do. And then you watch it, you pay 20 bucks and you watch it for a couple of days as opposed to keeping it forever like Disney, you know what I'm saying? Like, so it makes it that, spe- it still keeps it special. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it kill- it still kind of has that uh, exclusive taste to it and you only have to wait 30 days to not have to go to the theater. Yeah. That's true. I still like the HBO, HBO Max. Max. Yeah. No, I do too. I love HBO. Don't get me wrong. But no, no, no. But I like the, I like the concept that. If you really like the movie, you could watch as many times as you want for a limited time. And if you really love it, you can either purchase it 
through uh, like Amazon Prime through VOD, or you could rent it again if if that's your choice. But at that point, you would have to buy it if you're watching it that many times and you want it in your library. But, that's what I'm saying. It's, everybody has their different platforms to, but you know, what? honestly, the one that gets most hyped. That's another thing too. Is like when when Quiet Place Two came out, it came out quietly. I was like, oh, it came out. Like I wasn't even really paying attention. Yeah. It but so the only platform out of all of them that made me like. I was hype, ready, excited. I'm like, let's do this. Is HBO Max and then Disney Plus. Yeah. Those are the only two that you you know like you can you can see yourself already planning a weekend with your friends because you know it's coming. You're waiting for it. It comes out. You get to enjoy it. Yeah, that's true. But as like always, on to the next subject. What you got? All right. So there was this. There's this Twitter account. I'm trying. I I, I was reading about it, but I forgot the name of it. Or I can't even find the name of it. But he or she, this Twitter account, would, uh, back when Endgame came out, was listed a lot of spoilers about the movie mm-hmm. that actually came into fruition in the movie. So they would like leak spoilers prior to the movie coming out of Endgame. And then a lot of things they said came kind of pretty much true or close to true of what they said. So this came back to life. And they were announcing who were the, I guess, suspected cast for uh, Fantastic Four. Oh, so now it's now they're more confirming cast now. They're not confirming the cast, so you could you could take this as you want. It's more like they're leaking it, but you know what I mean. They they nothing is confirmed, but based off what they're saying is that this is the year. I guess this is the the A one list of what who they want for or who they're gonna cast for for Fantastic Four. So to start off, so for Reed Richards, they had James Wolf Wolk. Who's that? He's a detective. He was in the Watchmen, the TV series. TV series. Who? He was one of the detectives. Okay. So he's he. They have him for uh, for uh, Reed Richards. So mm, like I, I still want uh, Riz, uh, John Krasinski. Yeah, because that guy, he looks more like a TV show version of, like if they did the Flash version of Fantastic Four, that would be the guy. Yeah. You know how like you have uh, like um, Henry Cavill as Superman, and then you have uh, the guy from Lois and Clark. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the difference. That's what <laughs> it feels like. Not to not to crap on him. It's just I don't know. There's something they, he doesn't feel like he has that. Yeah, he's a C. He he looks like the CW version from like Fantastic a safer. Ver- he looks like a safer version. CW version of Fantastic Four. Yeah, so I'm saying he's a safer version of the character. So the next one they have for Sue Storms was uh, Louis. Uh, sorry, ah, uh, Louise um, Baton, Boynton, Lucy Boynton. That's fucking up her name. Oh really? Just show me the picture. What is that like? She, so she was in Bohemian Rhapsody. She was. She's actually the wife of a. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rami Malek. She's his actual wife. His actual wife. She was in in um. There's a one of my favorite movies she was in it was Sing Street. So she had a small role in the movie. So she's been acting for a while. She was in The Apostle, The Black Coke's Daughter. She was in Bohemian Rhapsody. She was in the TV show called The Politician. So that's who they have for, for um, Sue Storm. 
for Johnny. So Storm. they're really trying to get people that are like under the wire, under the under the um, radar, just just yeah. sli- slightly above, slightly below the radar, but just people above. that have been working but slightly under the radar, so that yeah. they can basically introduce them like their new faces. Yeah, but the next one, which is he's more on the radar, mm-hmm. is uh, Thomas Brody uh, Sangster. Who's that? He was in uh, Game of Thrones. As who? He was, uh, he was a land, he was one of the the sons, the youngest one. I'm trying to remember. Show me again, because he was on, wasn't he on the Gambit? Queen's Gambit, yeah. Yeah, he, he was, was a Queen's, Queen's Gambit. Gambit. Yeah. So they have him as Johnny Storm. I could see that. Why are they picking like high school looking people? Like I don't get it. He's old. He's thirty one. I know he's thirty one. I'm just saying he looks like the man looks like he's in high school. Yeah. The other two look like you said, like it's like the CW version of the cast. So for the thing, this one caught me off guard. Okay. But I'm like, now that I think about it, he could be he he is he's the oldest in the group because mm-hmm. um, James Wolf is thirty six. Uh, Lucy uh, Boyton is twenty seven. Thomas. Thomas Brody Sangster is 31. And this dude is 55. Wow. That's so he, a jump. Th- that's a jump. And it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan as the thing. Why? I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan, but why would he play the thing? Like, I don't see him doing that. Actually, I could see him playing um, Von D- uh, Doom. Victor Von Doom? Yes. I could see that too. But I think he just... Because most of the time he's going to be, I guess... Not physically there, so he's gonna be like just the voice after that, after the fact that he gets a transformation. Mm-hmm. So he could just be the voice of the thing at that point. Yeah, but it's gotta but, be uh, if it's gonna if you're gonna use him, it's gotta be more like the way they use Mark Ruffalo. That he changes? No, no, no. Like <laughs> his even even the last movie he did. Oh, his likeness is very yeah. Prominent. It looks like it's very prominent. So he's probably does a little sticky the sticky things. Oh, the, the CGI sticks? Yeah, so figures? it's literally his face. It's facial not recognition. Yeah, it's not just his voice. It's his facial recognition. So that way his mannerisms and everything still comes through. Yeah. but the, Not like the last movie, which never existed. <laughs> that look, that obviously had nothing to do with the original actor. Uh, the Fantastic Four, yeah. With uh, Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, that's who they're saying that are, I guess, intended to be the cast for Fantastic Four. Or I'm assuming... Cause I, I'm I, I until they confirm I don't I'm not calling it. Mm. It could be their their top tier age lists that they want to be in it. I really don't like it. You don't like it? No, it's too safe. It's too. It's not gonna. Be, I feel like it's not gonna be impact. It's like it's not gonna be impactful. Like when I see John 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 um, Krasinski, John Krasinski, and even his wife as that, blunt. they're characters. You know, they're like. They're not like the they're like they're actual grounded characters in who they are as actors. But when they do roles, the roles are comes through like it's you yeah. you get it right. And then um, I forgot who was the original pick for for Johnny Storm. Um, Zach Braff, uh, Zach, uh, Zach Efron was one of the the ones that they've been saying that's been rumored around for a while. I would pick somebody a little bit younger, more arrogant, somebody yeah. who can come off as somebody like. Because I'm even wrong. I have nothing wrong with um, Zac Efron. I just wanted somebody who, because Zac Efron and, and uh, John Krasinski kind of look like they were around the same age. Yeah. So, no, nah, he would have to be somebody a little younger. So that way he can be more that playful character, which is 
who that character is. So I think he's older. He's a little bit older now, but wasn't uh, James Franco's brother? Uh, Baby Franco? Yeah, I could see him because he's a little bit arrogant. He has an arrogant look to him. He can. I just... um, I think he can. It's a little bit risky. I think people probably hate on it a little bit. But if he kind of buckled down and he actually came through, I think he could do it. Yeah. Um, And now as far as the thing... You'd have to pick somebody who is like just that that hard that can play that hard ass well, that hard mean hard ass well, and somebody with a fresher face than everybody because they keep on wanting to pick like these older actors to play this. Why not have the same kind of age group? Why? You yeah, know, because or, he's he's. He's this guy's best friend. Yeah, so you would assume they're. I think they were college roommates or something. Yeah, something. Like I, don't, I don't know. So they were like, co- uh, yeah, colleagues at work when they started together or something. Okay, so know. pick somebody from that. You know that TV show that you like, the MMA one, the Jungle is it Jungle or something like that? MMA one. Yeah, didn't you tell me there was a TV show with um, one of the Jonas Brothers um, that was like Jungle? Not me. Oh yeah, you have mentioned it. It was like a it was like a TV show with MMA. Um, Oh, uh, actually, you know who could play it? Actually, I think he would do well. Um, now, the weird thing is, he's a little older in age, but I think he can he still play the character well. Um, the guy, remember Boss Level? Yes. Uh, he was uh, he was in, in Captain America as the villain. Um, oh, uh, Frank Grill, Grillo. Yes, Frank Grillo. Yeah, I can see him as as <laughs> as the thing. He is a little. He's actually probably around the same age as uh, uh, John Krasinski. No, no, uh, I mean um, Jeffrey D. Morgan. Yeah, he is. But I don't know. He he can play off a younger character or um, the villain from uh, um, Charlie's Angels. I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. That. You remember the guy with the tattoos on his neck and um, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. He. He plays better as a villain than he would as a hero. Yeah, but mm. let's see, let's see who so they confirm. Yeah. But it's very it's too early to tell. I know I get you. It's, it's very a lot of pre-production. I'm saying it's like right now the cast that you're portraying is not that they're bad. It's just that they're they seem safe. They seem like okay, we're gonna pick somebody people that you know I like a like soft look like the people like they don't. We're not gonna give anybody with too much character, you know. So people, you know, we're just gonna pick the safest possible character bets we can yeah. make. So they're gonna play. They're gonna play the characters well, but they're not gonna be like I said, as like a WB show. Yeah. So last topic was, or I want to mention CW show. Sorry, CW. Yeah, the the uh, Fantastic is for yeah, CW the Arrowverse version of this. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but all right. Uh-huh. So August yesterday, August first was yes. Spider Man Day, and everybody was hoping mm-hmm. that the new Spider Man trailer would drop. Okay, and we didn't get that shit. We were so sad, but we did get two things. First was a set photo of um, Far From Home of uh, the new Spider-Man movie, which is just a picture of Spider-Man visiting Doctor Strange Okay, uh, outside the Sanctum. So that's the only thing that came out, photos. But we did get, (laughs) with a big sigh, kind of, is Venom 2. Rise of the, what is it called? Rise of the Carnage? It was... Isn't something Carnage? Something Carnage. I, I don't know what it was. Yeah, so it's it's a new the new um Let There Be Carnage Venom. Yeah. So we did see the trailer. What are your thoughts? Mixed. 
Uh, mixed in the sense of I honestly believe uh, anything with um, um, what's his name? Uh-huh. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Was perfect. I thought he was amazing. I love I love his character. I love how he plays him. Um, you know, it seemed and it seems like it's gonna be rated R because it seems very graphic. Hopefully, it'll be rated R and very graphic. Um, I do not care for, and I really just I don't like that they tried to make um, um, uh, Eddie Brock and Venom have such a playful uh, relationship. Yeah, I felt like a very odd couple. Like you know, like the odd couple TV yeah. show. I felt they they just didn't have banter back and forth, even between fights and everything else. Then that is usually I don't feel I don't know much about Venom, but from what I read, it's not much like that. And I, and I also and I think one of our friends in our Facebook group, uh, Jay from Soapbox, uh, Digital Soapbox Jay, mm. he mentioned that uh, Cletus Cassidy got his the symbiote from biting Eddie Brock, which is a fucking weak writing at that point. I mean, he is a like he is basically like the the, the offspring of Venom, right? Carnage. Yeah. But this is a weak way to do it, yeah. Yeah, it was. I was like, uh, fuck that. No, and then yeah, and then then Carnage wants to run away. Oh, he's one of the red ones. I'm like, yeah. Like I don't like it, the the writing is bizarre. Out of like I don't like it. It's just um like honestly, what I want to you know who had a better you want to hear who had uh, who had a better uh relationship like Venom should have been who um Doc Ock. Okay. You remember that movie with yeah. Doc Ock where the because remember the the arms he had had independent are our, our, our artificial intelligence chips yeah so he never actually he never actually heard the what he would hear from them but you can tell that it was convincing him other things yeah so like you know that then he would make those choices so it was always it, it, that's what I'm saying it should have been more like him fighting himself with like that a uni- demon like a you know like a demon voice trying to convince him to do horrible things and he always tries to do the right thing yeah but not I, this I would have, odd would, couple weird relationship thing where it just i, I think it's stupid I that just, would that would have been more interesting because then at that point if he's like like doc Ock, he was like looking at him he's like no like at the part and they, they back down yeah he would be like no and to, backs off yeah like, but then that's great because you're kind of at that point as the viewer you're creating that conversation with them. You're creating that dialogue from the perspective of what the arms wanted to say, or in, in Eddie Brock's the symbiote wanted. Like I'm in control. Like yeah, just, like uh, back off. Yeah. So if he would have done that, then you're like, what is he telling them? What is he forcing to do? What is he trying? Even to if you can them? hear them, but at least it's it's a demonic type of like influence where it's like he has to constantly just be in control. Exactly. But not this back and forth where they just, like you said, like the odd couple relationship that yeah. it just doesn't work for when me. He was like, I'll let you people he goes deal deal. I'm like, Oh my God. That's the thing. They just try to make it like this weird odd couple. And the thing I'm still going to watch it, but it's, it's, and, and you know, and I know like, I think most movies can be, any movie can be created based on, interactions right because think about it um goonies all these other great movies a lot of that can't really be remade because the beauty of those movies is usually how the characters in the movies interacted yeah right so that banter whatever it works for some people might not work with others but nah this whatever this relationship was and then the sad thing is i mean okay so i don't know who plays venom specifically 
I think it's I think it's uh, uh, Hardy. Some Hardy that they just manipulated his voice. I don't know. I think it might be, but I'm saying it would have been more interesting if you wanted to do that. Give another actor that responsibility of being that character. Create an actual dynamic between these two characters, but it seems even with Tom Hardy, it seems very like artificial, very superficial, like just not real. Yeah. And that's why I think people just can't get into it because there, even if you wanted to create that kind of relationship, it does not feel genuine. No, it didn't. It didn't at all. I, I was, when I, when we saw the first trailer, I'm like, oh, okay, like let's, uh, I'm like, I'm semi entertained because I really want carnage in a movie and being that Sony's handling it. It, it, it was like, uh, and wait, and I can't remember the first one that clearly, but, and this trailer doesn't show this either. Is he the only one that has that kind of relationship with his symbiote? Because nobody else seems to have that. No, nobody else. They just seem to do their thing. That's it. Yeah, they they just, because uh, in the first one, I think it was the, the scientist, and he just became Havoc, and that's it. Like, yeah. you, you don't see no... There was no like banter, battling back and forth of who's in control. They, they, they he, whoever they were both in unison of what they wanted. Yeah. And this one, it was like, it was, it was the first one was I want to say it was entertaining, but it was still bad. And I feel this one, it, the only thing I liked about it, I feel like with Carnage is gonna be a lot more gruesome and 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 a lot more action. It should have been what Venom was, and they should have gone further out with Carnage. Yeah. But I, I guess they're taking a step f- uh, further out with Carnage instead of doing it from, like you said, from... They have a bad habit of trying to create the anti-hero like that. Like, try to be safe with the anti-hero. Don't be safe. Just make him an anti-hero. Like, yeah. you want to make him an anti-hero? Just do horrible, horrible crap to people that he believes are evil. That's yeah. a that's as far at, into the anti-hero type, uh, the, the, the anti-hero type thing you want to do. Do yeah. it that way. But don't try to make him... A great guy, yeah. So then we also have Shriek, and they have just two glimpses of her, which is uh, Cletus's like love interest, and he's she's also one of Spider Man's villains. So I I don't know where this is gonna lead into mm-hmm. because I guess they're gonna try to do bring Spider Man into that universe or combine both universes so Spider Man's in it because they are Spider Man villain villains villains yeah villains villains. But let's see what happens. I I I'm a little bit disappointed with this trailer. Um, I just don't think they flushed them out, and they could have done it so much. I don't even know how you get the second movie for this one, but they could have flushed it out a lot better. I mean, because honestly, to this day, as far as Spider-Man villains go, uh, one of my favorites is still um, uh, Vulture. Yeah, of Vulture, I thought Vulture was amazing. And even if you want to go to the next level, a Doc Ock was good. Yeah, you know. But like I don't know, this one like they they just stopped trying to flesh them out to make them into believable people, believable characters. Yeah, but let's see what happens. Yep, 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 yep. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at from my mom's garage, or email us at fmmg dot podcast at gmail dot com. Let us know what you think. Any suggestions or topics you want us to discuss. Or anything we could do to improve your listening pleasures. As always, tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week. Later.